I hit the record button and that's officially working, so at least the audio will be good if nothing else. And... think you're gonna get to any sort of peak of the song maybe right here the entire song's a peak yar yeah i guess all right hello everybody and welcome to the hidden oaks overdose football fix podcast i am one of your lovely hostesses the garlic johnson we are joined by your other lovely hostess the joshua mitchell josh say hi to the folks howdy God, you look greasy as hell all right. For anyone on the video, did you, you get can the also. Pony? Oh, I did not. Holy. All right. Is that a man bun? Or is that a no, pony? It's a, it's a pony. I didn't bun it. All right. Well, before. I was rowing, bro. Can't, can't row in the basement without Jesus. seeing where I'm going. All right. Well, at the top of the show, before I even get into plugging ourselves, uh, Walters is here. If you're on the video, you can see him as well. But I just want to say a very special thank you to. Uh, oh, Jesus. To Lucas. Jesus. I'm, yeah, it's the, also, thank you to Jesus. Shout out. Uh, he's been there. He's been a day oneer. Um, but thank you to Jesus. Thank you to Lucas Uli. I'm not exactly sure to pronounce that name. Thank you to Eric Kesteris, Brian Knup, Wilbert Schultz, Smith AU, and a special thanks to Jack Vickers. So I sent out a request for the Dynasty League for some uh, amateur draft graders. And I don't know if they were personally doing me a favor or if they were bored in quarantine or what the exact uh, mixes of um, their motivations. But they definitely came through for us. We really appreciate it. We were we had six draft graders, were the f- six people I listed, and then Jack Vickers went above and beyond and gave us a seven thousand, an over seven thousand word document breaking down all our dynasty teams and their outlook um, as it stands. So special thank you to Jack, but thank you to all the volunteer draft graders. You blew me away with your participation, and uh, I greatly appreciate you. I put the call out, and you came through. So. We are going to do a bit of a, uh, a grain of salt early on, despite not being in fantasy season. Those reviews that J- Jack gave, we have to take into consideration that last year he was competing for last place against none other than the Ryan Walters. All so right. <laughs> we, we can get there, but here, let me get through the intro. Uh, Hidden Oaks Overdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, anchor.fm slash hoodpod is where you can reach us. Uh, we do have a couple of items for the Fantasty Zone. Um, Brian came through, and then we also had a Facebook comment from last time. Um, but if you want to leave us a voicemail or a comment or an email, that's where you can find us. Segment start times, as always, are in the description below. Levi Oki illustration. Thank you so much for the beautiful beautiful art everyone can see. And that's the intro, so I don't know if uh, we had anything else or if we want to jump right into Walters. But how's everyone doing? I'm doing Good. great. Uh, I'm hoping you guys can hear me. So. Oh, we can hear you, buddy. Is there Wait, any- someone stalking? Oh. Shut up, Josh. Uh, Josh is oh, what we would uh, is being what we would call a troll in the in the in the internet sphere currently. Yeah, 
So how, how was Rowan, Josh? How how long are you going to let that hair go? Even if Minnesota opens back up by like June-ish, are you going to get a haircut or is that just your new look? This I, I think this is my new look. It's uh, it's going to get greasy. So. so I know Nikita's always like pseudo hated your facial hair. I don't know if that's a playful thing or if she legitimately hates it, but how does she feel about the luscious like rock star look? Oh, you know, that is something that uh, she is not the biggest fan of, uh, but she's gonna have to deal with it. Are All you right. going like a uh, like a lead singer of Nickelback type of look, or what? Lead singer of Nickelback? No. <laughs> I'm almost I'm going get- for. I'm going for the. I'm stuck in quarantine and the world is ending kind of look. Okay, I, I'm almost getting Chris Hockey vibes looking at you, especially wow. with the ponytail. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Huh? Josh, are you taller than Chris Hockey? Chris Hockey's five foot four or something like that. I'm six foot. Six foot oh. one in heels. Sorry. Whoa, six <laughs> ladies. Six foot one. Hot damn. Walters, how tall are you? You're you're pretty gangly, fellow. Yeah, I'm I'm six, six one, something like that. Oh really? So I thought you were telling that. Yeah. No. All right, away she goes. Uh, that's probably enough chit-chat. All right, Walters, if that's enough chit-chat, that means you are officially on the clock for your uh, your comedy bit. Oh, boy. Here we go. Sweet. Um, no I, pressure, but the whole world is watching and judging you. All four of our listeners will highly scrutinize what you're doing. Uh, yeah, you should. Um, it's not that great. Uh, so as most of you guys know or may not know, uh, my podcast career has actually been on fire within the last 18 months. Um, I've worked on projects known as the uh, Victorious POD in the Land of 10,000 Pods, which I am extremely proud of being a part of. Um, over at the uh, Victorious POD, they loved me so much over there that they decided that they were going to shut down. I mean, that's what they told me. But instead, they replaced me with a guy who spent 10 minutes in a segment trying to figure out how many letters... We're in Kaimi Fairbairn's full name. Still a great bit. Uh, my own project, the uh, the land ten uh, land to ten thousand pods. That was that was fantastic. Um, that got off to such a great start that it came out in week two of the NFL season, and then was shut down after week eight in the NFL season. So that was that was really sweet. Uh, but this year, you guys gave me the awesome opportunity of doing a three-minute comedy segment on your guys' fantasy football podcast. And um, while I, I love and appreciate the fact that you guys want me to do this, I have zero uh, comedy experience uh, when it comes for entertainment purposes and zero comedy experience in real life as well. <laughs> Are you forcing your uh, own laughter? <laughs> oh geez i was hoping to be able to get through this whole thing without laughing at my own jokes uh don't get me wrong um i as someone who loves the sound of my own voice i i'm super grateful to be here uh you guys have a fantastic uh fantasy football podcast but um i just i don't understand like i it doesn't make sense to me on why you would have a comedy segment in a fantasy football podcast but 
it didn't make a lot of sense either when the uh, Green Bay Packers decided to draft a backup quarterback in the first round of the NFL draft this year and then followed it up with drafting a backup running back in the second round. So uh, great job, Green Bay, for drafting. Uh, for we'll get that. into that. Uh, as you mentioned, COVID-19 has, uh, you know, kind of, you know, scared the world lately. Uh, this virus has forced a lot of people to lose their jobs, uh, socially distance uh, from their friends and family. Uh, it's forced us to stay home and uh, be on lookout for things such as like toilet paper, disinfecting wipes, canned goods, and uh, masks. Um, it's taken a, a hit on a lot of uh, local small businesses, but according to the Green Bay uh, Press Gazette, there's been a small manufacturer around the Green Bay area where business has, has just been booming. Uh, this article claims that a jockstrap company has seen a 500% uptick a business since the uh, virus started spreading from the uh, the Milwaukee area and beyond. And with the lack of N95 masks to protect yourself, you can see why sales are up uh, so much. You can take a nice look at that picture right there. Uh, if COVID-19 wasn't enough to worry about, um, officials on the West Coast are reporting sightings of killer bees. Uh, similar to COVID-19, people started panicking and started hoarding supplies. Uh, so the West Coast is reporting having shortages of insect repellent, garden hoses, and a few other things like Fresco. Uh, how about, uh, oh, there we go, toothpaste, um, Doritos. Uh, there's been a shortage of Tom Cruise. And NASCAR. No NASCAR out there. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so that was that was my bit. <laughs> it was completely awful. Um, I'm going to try and work it. I literally, I, I, I put in a lot of thinking time and effort into this. Uh, so I really appreciate you guys letting me be a part of this, um, even though it was just god awful. I only saw Garlic's reaction. I didn't see any of Josh's reaction. So um, I'm going to go back and watch this and see if I actually made Josh smile or anything like that. But well, thank you. You wouldn't be able to guys. see my mouth past my uh, mouth. But. All right. That was Ryan Walters, everybody. Woo! Come on, Josh. Don't you don't want to? S- <laughs> Are those right, Doritos? Is a lamb cracker. A graham <laughs> cracker. Excellent. All right. Well, Walters, we appreciate you, and uh, you've got a uh, a plethora of months here to pre come up with content if you want. Otherwise, you can just wait and be talkable in the fall. But I think it went good. I got a chuckle, sometimes laughing with you, sometimes laughing at you, and that's what the bit was for. So I think you nailed it. So thank well, you. I- I didn't really know what you guys could expect coming from a guy who still has a Hotmail account. So, but yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right, Walters. Was that not part of the bit? Oh, that was part of the bit. There's no laugh track. You you were the laugh track. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. I'm going to go back and listen to your guys' pod. So have a good one. Live on YouTube, buddy. Peace out. Oh Christ! So, what do you think, Josh? Is that a was that funny? Was that a failure? Somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. About <laughs> about to be what to be expected. Yeah, I you know I, he didn't do a terrible job. He was definitely going for like a, a stand up comic bit, no doubt. Oh yeah, a little bit yeah, visual no, we there can, with the. We jo- can work. 
Go ahead. Go on. Oh, no, uh, we can workshop it with him and, you know, and then kind of get it so it's he's comfortable with the process similar to how he, he mentioned his podcast. Um, so we can give him we can give him the time um, that he usually gets and then just like his regular ones kind of phase him out. <laughs> just maybe he'll go for on for a couple weeks and then when he runs dry, just, you know, throw him, kick him to the curb. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, that was Ryan Walters, everyone. Big shout out to him. Appreciate him. Um, he is the head of research and development. He is also the interim technical director, although he didn't do anything for this show. So I guess, I don't know if he deserves that title yet, but hopefully by the fall, he'll be making a sound, uh, to what he says, spectacular. I don't have a trained ear for audio, so I don't really know how, you know, how to differentiate between great and, you know, average sounds, but apparently he does. So he's been looking into that a lot. All right, Josh, let's move on to the fan tasty zone. What do you, what do you say? Um, yeah, I'd say that. <laughs> uh, I'm do you sorry, have... I'm trying to figure something else out right now. Sure, no, you're good. Um, not I, necessarily... Not necessarily mm. giving us your full attention? That's okay. The Fan Tasty Zone. Um, unfortunately, up in DL, I have not been able to find yet the Strawberry Arnold Palmer, but I do have the Classic Arnold Palmer, so we'll go ahead and give that a little... Uh... Oh, still as crisp as ever. Delicioso. I've also got some, um, I'm a sucker for cinnamon rolls, so I've got some little two-bite cinnamon rolls. These things are delicious. I'm a big fan. I picked them up at Holiday yesterday along with the Arnold Palmer, so um, that's what the fan tasty zone is brought to you by. Josh looked like he had a graham cracker too as well, so. Yeah. But um, for news here in the fan tasty zone, just one little tidbit I threw down, which I thought was interesting. Pass interference uh, will officially not be reviewable in 2020. Josh, do you care about that? Is that for the better? I think it's for the better. Yeah, it got to be silly. I mean, we had to deal with it with uh, the Vikings-Packers game early on. Um, on a touchdown, getting called back. Um, it's just, it's so, it, it depends on the ref. I mean, if the ref was, you know, had a rough morning, they're, they're, they might just throw a flag and then just not overturn it despite, you know, it needing to be overturned and vice versa. And yeah, so um, I think that that's a good good move forward. But come, you know, week three of the NFL season when the Packers get screwed by six pass interferences in week one and week two together, it's it's, you know, we'll see. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, these refs are humans. I I liked the fact that it was reviewable. Maybe not. I mean, I like the that it was reviewable and challengeable. But at the same time, I know last year I kind of waffled on it. But after seeing how last year went, I'm now a big proponent of this. We're not going to talk about refs too much, but I'm personally a big proponent of the sky judge. Just have one more set of eyes up there, and then still only giving everyone two challenges a game, but making everything reviewable. So if it's a bad PI call, a bad offside call, a bad whatever call. You, still, you get two challenges. You can challenge whatever you want. So that's that's what I think would be the optimal system. But um, I think the coaches should have to arm wrestle. The winner of the arm wrestle wins the challenge. I mean, the coaches I'd say are pretty unequal. There wouldn't be a lot of parity. I could see like a, a rock paper scissors or something. I don't know about arm wrestling or maybe just get fucking swole. Yeah, well, I mean, like Mike Vrabel. I would I would immediately start writing to the Green Bay Packers to hire Dwayne Johnson as a technical <laughs> advisor or something. It won't have to be the head coach that arm wrestles in your scenario. Head coach of the technical advisor. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> well, because I mean, otherwise you'd be sending Lafleur out there to uh, arm wrestle. Not that he's a uh, you know an out of shape man, but I don't see him winning too many arm wrestling bouts. Yeah, probably not. We'll hire Mike Vrabel. 
<laughs> God, dude's such a meathead. All right, moving on with the fan tasty zone. We did have some beautiful fan interaction. So first one came in from uh, number one email contributor. Um, we still don't have a good moniker for him, but Brian Knoop, he emailed us um, after last uh, after the show two weeks ago. He said, "Imagine my dismay when you decided to go to a three-man bit and I wasn't even contacted." My qualifications include two years in radio. Current freaking contributor. I work cheap. Seriously, it was nice listening to you guys spewing nonsense again. Go with the top five list instead of Homer results. I care more about your favorite snack cake than rehashing the Vikings slash Packers game that all the other outlets are rehashing. Love the grum. So, Brian, imagine my dismay when you're over here flaunting your two years in radio you should be connected at this point, and you haven't even hooked up Josh and I yet. How come we're not taking common spot? If you've got all these radio connections and you got all this radio experience, how come Josh and I aren't on the fan yet? What's going on, buddy? That's I don't know, a good Josh. Point. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's over here dogging us for not being uh you know on the Zoom call with us. But where's our where's our hookup, Brian? If you love the Grum so much, where put us on the fan? Even more people will love it. Unbelievable. Or put us. What what's the lowest local radio station you'd be willing to go on, Josh? Obviously, you know all the big ones, but we've got a couple of uh, lower ones as well. What's the lowest local radio station you'd be willing to take a show on? K fan. That's the lowest. You wouldn't want Common the Spot. Go home. I don't even think. I mean, I think we'd be. Yeah, I think I think we're about to take over for Dan Barrero. We're take we're taking big ticket. Big ticket. Oh, man, those are big shoes to fill. He's been big ticket for, like, what, 23 years? Well, yeah. I've barely been alive 26 years. I don't know. I don't know if he'd like that very much. I'd love to take big ticket spot. But I figured we'd go for the lowest lowest man on the pole first and take over common and then work our way to somewhere else, but maybe not. I guess. Anyways, Brian. If we're doing lowest man on the pole, wouldn't that be noon to three? Like, nine to noon? Well, everybody's it, already at work at nine to noon. I mean, people are at work from twelve to three. No, no. And PA's no. the voice of the Vikings, Josh. Oh, sorry. That's that's <laughs> important. Uh, I mean, I guess. Anyways, Brian, you can keep emailing a guess for now. So that's uh, that's the best you're gonna get. All right. Uh, I believe next chronologically was Andrew's comment on Facebook, and I totally was prepared, and I totally had this up in front of me, so I'm not scrolling through our Facebook right now, but here we go, I got it. Uh, great, great first pod, he writes. Josh, if you haven't, oh my god, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to zoom this in. Josh, if you haven't tried the breakfast pizza at Casey's, you're missing out. Also, you feel like you jinxed the Packers into taking a QB in the first round by joking that the Vikings would take one with their first pick, question mark? Josh, how do you respond? Maybe. <laughs> so how, how do you respond to the uh, breakfast pizza bit? Are you a big Casey's breakfast pizza guy, or are you missing out? Does, uh, I don't uh, have a muffin. Well, muffins are amazing. You've only had the muffins, huh? Mm-hmm. The only, why, why are you limiting yourself to just one thing? Because I walk in. I'll get energy drinks okay. and I'll be sitting there and waiting to check out and I'll look to my left and there'll be just a container of muffin, like a, sing, like a, a container of muffin. Yeah. Well, they can, they put them in plastic containers okay. and I look at it at the checkout and I look at the cashier and I look at it one more time and I go, 
fine. Son of a bitch, they got me yet again. Yup. So the only thing you get from Casey's are energy drinks and muffins. Yep. Brutal. All right, we'll move on to Brian's last email. Did you get a chance to uh, preview this email, Josh? Because I think it's uh, it's electric, but I don't know if you've had a chance to read I'm, it yet. I'm not getting any of the updates in uh, that email anymore, so I have really? not. All of these are surprises to me. All right, Josh. Well, here, let's uh, let's let's get you a load of this one. All right, this is again from uh, I don't know. We'll call him Gam- We'll call him Poker Big Knocker. Brian can up for now until we come up with a better moniker. Um, or he comes Duck up with Daddy. his own moniker, <laughs> Duck Daddy. <coughs> He's also known for spray painting uh, squirrels, I think. So, anyways, uh, from from the Brian Canute. As we try and navigate through this COVID-infested um, world, there are a few things that one can look forward to. One of these things is the Hood Cast. I was informed Tuesday that a new Hood Cast would be produced Wednesday evening. The excitement, the titillation, the anticipation. So I planned my next few days. I set aside Thursday morning at 10.30, or so as I, excuse me, so as I planned my next few days, I set aside Thursday morning at 10.30 to enjoy an hour listening to Josh and Gar. I boot up my computer, get my headphones on, go to the website, and the last podcast is April 23rd. I thought, hey, is it possible I did something wrong? I'm on a new computer now at work, so, excuse me, I'm on a new computer Are you crying? now at work. So, so now I begin to search through the Google machine. Found it. Different path. Ah. Last podcast is April 23rd. Dejection. Dejection turns to concern. What if something happened to those guys? Are they infected? Did they get their heads stuck in a big fat jar of honey and can't get out? I reach out to make sure all is okay. Dot, 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 dot. Josh went golfing. and Josh went and golfing. My concern turns to rage. I have so little to look forward to, and now, and now you do this. You build up my hopes only to have them come crashing down. <sighs> Don't you know how to hold on a sec? What, honey? You found my two-ply? Forget it. I am good now. Love the grum. Thanks, Brian. I probably didn't do it justice to my delivery, but reading that email to me, that email was electric. That's gold. Yeah. I think that we need to take his first and second email into consideration and maybe have a discussion, mano y mano, um, as in you and I, about that third member of our podcast. Just boot Walters immediately and sign, uh, and sign Brian. He says he works cheap. You think he'd work for negative dollars? You think he'd pay us to work for us? Maybe. You never know. But that might be a good segue into this next segment. Oh, maybe not. Uh, why? What do you want so, the next segment to be? So I'm going to try and figure out how to share my screen now. Okay. But that was... Okay. Uh, thank you, Brian, for your contributions. Come up with your own moniker unless you don't want to be the, gamble, the poker big knocker. How you doing, Josh? So been a little bit busy in um in this whole quarantine oh by the way before you get started josh i just want to shout out to eric's kesteris he is currently live on the youtube and he said um you should do more early podcasts so apparently eric's kesteris currently from latvia uh, i don't know if his bar shut down or not but shout out to eric in the chat love you sorry josh didn't want to interrupt you but i wanted to get that out before you got going yeah can you see my screen 
I can. Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. Keep in mind, this is an audio podcast, but uh, I can see your screen. Right. But this is, uh, it's going to be on YouTube, isn't it? Yes, it will also be on YouTube. That is correct. So if individuals are interested when they're listening, they can go to the YouTube. But uh, that's I have, also so true. that's what I was working on because this morning I had it linked to our domain through GitHub. Well, I went on 10 minutes before the pod, went to go boot it up at hiddenoaksoverdose.com. And it was only the shell of what this looks like. Okay. So I'm going to refresh this and watch it mess up and piss me off. Okay. Just so you can get a whole glimpse. It's, it's a pretty slow process because while well, you're using Namecheap domain and we're using a free hosting service, yep. so it's not going to be very fast. Okay. Well, you just keep vaping because I'm going to enjoy one of these beautiful cinnamon, two-byte cinnamon rolls I got here. But if you look here, Gar. Oh, Whoa. It, it's an animated entry. Whoa. And the background is links to our sub pages. Whoa. But they, I don't have any of the sub pages made yet because I focused on the homepage. <laughs> um, but this is this... what I've been doing during quarantine. Now, some of you listening may say, did you know how to do this already? Absolutely not. This is what I spend my time doing when I have nothing else to do. Messing around, dinking around, and obviously not learning because I can't get it set up through our domain yet. <laughs> uh, so what do you say, I Josh? Do, if that... you do... Do you want to see what hiddenoaksoverdose.com looks like? Yeah, I sure do. Watch it work now. I will be pissed happy. You'll be pissed happy, huh? Usually pissed means pissed or pissed means drunk if you're in uh, uh, England or Australia. So just to be clear, Josh, you said that domain name was hiddenoaksoverdose.com? Yep, and this is what pops up right now because it's just the shell of what you just saw. <laughs> okay, and excellent. This, oh, this is everything that I've had to type. Just look at all of it. Just messing. All of these are full. Just diddly dink dong. For we what have a license through MIT, in case you're wondering. For what it's worth, I can't see any of your code right now. I just see the, the words that say Hidden Oaks Overdose. Oh, yeah, that's because I'm only sharing that part of the screen, I guess. Whoops. Well, I, <laughs> All right, well, I'm done sharing because I'm dumb. <laughs> okay. Um, but so, so hitnoaksoverdose.com, is that going to translate well to mobile? Because that looks like a really good, um, looks like a really good uh, desktop um, website. Is that going to look good on my phone as well once you get going, or is, uh, is it going to be a desktop <laughs> primary? Let's uh, let's not. There's 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 some more learning to be done on getting it set up for mobile. Okay, but, um, I was just, I was just, just curious because most people use their phones these days. I was just curious. Yep. No, and that's that is something that I tried to take into consideration. Um, but yeah, we will uh, we'll see if I can't get it up and running here today or this weekend sometime. I've Excellent. got a puzzle that's calling my name too. So. Well. All right. So that was uh, that was the Josh's little segment about the website hiddenoaksoverdose.com. If you go there right now, you'll be disappointed, but hopefully by football season, she'll be looking slightly better than that. And Josh is doing all of it, so I can take no credit other than buying uh, and paying for the domain. So shout out to Josh for his coding work so far. Josh, let's move on to the uh, the real NFL draft, and we're not going to go too deep here because um... and we're done. Let's talk about something different. <laughs> I was just going to say this is already two two and a half three weeks old, so we don't need to rehash everything here. But obviously, these podcasts are for us. So we're going to share our thoughts a little bit. Um, 
Starting with me, because Josh put me first, I do have some Packers-related thoughts, but I think those make way more sense to share once Josh has talked about the Packers, so I'll save those little nuggets until later. Um, Vikings, Vikings. I mean, they addressed areas of need. Um, allegedly, I don't know if Rick was just saying this to make himself look good or sound better to the fans, but allegedly he tried to trade up plenty in the first and the second to try and get more, um, more blue-chip-type players, but it never really worked out. However, the consensus amongst most of the experts is that the Vikings got really good value with all the draft picks, so Justin Jefferson kind of fell. Gladney was more so right on par with where he was, although we were going to take him at 25 and then trade it back to get him at 31, so some more value there. And then Ezra Cleveland, I think, was the first tackle taken in the second, and we had, like, pick 53 or whatever. But overall, uh, we had 15 picks, and it was argued, which is a record, and it was argued that we got good value, so that's good. No Trent Williams came through that day. However... Very excited Vikings fans seeing all these draft grades. The 2020 Vikings are not a better team, at least on paper, than the 2019 Vikings. So let's all take a chill pill. Um, It's an exciting draft, and the defense is having to rebuild since we lost a lot of key players. Still have some studs there, but undoubtedly going through a transition slash evolutionary period. Let's just keep that in mind. The secondary is very young. Um, all our all our guys in the second day, or all, all our cornerbacks are going to be three years of experience or less. Might have a couple starters that are rookies, so we'll just see how that goes. <sighs> oh, um, there are a lot of people who ripped Rick's drafting strategy. You know, trading back and accumulating sixth, seventh, eighth round picks or eighth round picks, fifth, sixth, seventh. Um, but to those people who say we got to use all those picks to trade up. I mean, if that was the strategy of all 32 teams, why would anyone ever accept our 5th, 6th, 7th round picks to trade up if they were trying to do the same thing? If every single NFL team had the same strategy of only getting, you know, round 1 through 3 picks, why would we even have the other rounds? So, I mean, I can appreciate wanting to trade up and getting more blue chip players, but if no one out there values the lower round picks, why would anyone ever take them in a trade from us to move up? So... I appreciate the fact that in lieu of trading up, he instead traded back and accumulated a bunch of picks. Um, It's doing something a little different. Um, I'd be curious to hear all the complainers if we only had five draft picks but then signed 20 undrafted free agents, would they be still in an uproar? Because, I mean, you have a 90-man roster until the fall, so I think everyone is just overreacting just a bit because they want the team to be good now, but um, it's the way she goes. Overall, I gave the Vikings a B-plus on their draft because, again, they did address plenty of areas of need, but we didn't get a blue-chip tackle. The offensive line is maybe improved or not improved at all if if Ezra Cleveland doesn't start. So we'll see. The only other notes I had on other teams is that Tampa Bay taking the the two top Gophers was cool, and their um, chance to play with Brady and Gronk is going to be cool. So, Josh, did the Packers draft this year? Depends on who you ask. (laughs) <laughs> we will uh we will get into that i will say that i'll go to my viking stuff first sure um they took their treadwell replacement since you guys lost treadwell this off season yep um justin jefferson he's he was one of those guys that green bay subreddit was definitely clamoring for to trade up and try and get second um the second that um you guys took him. They turned on him instantly. Uh, not that he was a bad player. <laughs> Come or anything, on, let's get but... Jefferson. Let's get you. Oh, the Vikings took him. Fuck that guy. Yeah, no, pretty much. Um, but you know, he looks like he could have solid production. Looks like he could be a solid wide receiver. Um, said the same thing about Treadwell when everybody when when he got drafted, and and I know you and I were exchanging some messages back and forth. But first round wide receivers, ugh, 
for the Vikings have not panned out as well over the past few years since a guy that some people know um, may have heard of, Randy Mace, Moss, Moose. Never heard of her. Yeah. Um, and then Zimmer got his corner. We all know how much he loves them. Hmm? Best draft on paper with the 15 picks, but obviously got to play the games. Um, a lot of those picks, actually, I don't even know, but I, if, I feel like there was a, a sense, there's been a sense that the Vikings defense is aging and they're, oh, they're going to, they're going through to try and replace that. And so they could be starting that rebuild on that side of the ball. Um, they've already kind of got a solid foundation of young guys on offense that have been in the league a couple of years. So um, that that's going to be interesting to see because Vikings obviously known for their defense. If they trudge out there with a, you know, 2000, 2012 to 2019 Green Bay Packers defense type caliber. I, it'll be interesting to see what Zimmer does and what happens, but that's not to say that they're going to instantly drop off to that bad. Um, but it, it is something to consider when there is a rebuild going on on one side of the ball. Green Bay's draft. Going to get good. Well, if you could see my opening note here, ha, 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 I'm fine. I promise I'm fine. Um, all caps, lots of exclamations. Um, can you put, do you see my second line there? Um, I do see it. I don't know off the top of my head what button it is. I can just start pressing around, I guess. Oh, I was checking the, uh, nope. <laughs> oh, there's, on the there they are in the draft room. Girder. I'm retarded. Yeah, sorry. I've, I, I, like I said, I'm not in a good setup right now. I'll need to get a desk for the fall, and I'll probably have like a little easel or something that holds up all the different shortcuts. But right now, okay. Well, yeah. So obviously, initial reaction. I'm kind of speechless right now because it's just like ah, I don't want to talk about this. Um, initial reaction was, what the hell are they doing? And you and I exchanged a few messages back and forth about the negatives and the positives of it. Um, trade up for a QB RB in the second, and then they had the nerve to show Matt LaFleur smiling on camera. The biggest shit-eating grin I've ever seen. Yeah, you know he's in there. He's just like, let's just troll him. Um, so after the 24 cooldown on, so after the initial day moving forward, trade up is still bothersome. I don't know why they had to trade the fourth round draft pick to go move up five spots for him. Rumor has it that there were some teams looking at t getting Jordan Love, jumping ahead um, of the Packers just because they want somebody to kind of groom and work on as well. Um, but in the end, Green Bay was the one. They, mo they moved up and grabbed him. Um, grooming a QB with arm talent while it aging veteran that still has some gas in the tank um, plays that sounds a bit familiar for green Bay. Not sure if uh, not sure if you've heard about that happening and being successful in that for that team. Never heard um, of her. His college stats are a bit skewed. I know people were throwing out there that his senior, his last season was just atrocious for the number of touchdowns um, to interception ratio. Um, but he was playing with backups from the Academy of the blind for his final season. Um, and so he had a lot of interceptions, but a lot of his wide receivers could not get separation. And so it was, you know, difficult. Um, Dylan in the second hints that Jamal and, or Aaron Jones are going to be somewhere else next year. I mean, with the cost of Rogers contract, trying to rebuild the defense with free agents now, and then 
um, how running backs are getting money now. Um, it's, it's very difficult to see both of them staying since they're both in the rookie class. They're both in their final contract year. Um, and so I'm going to guess one of those two is gone. It's most likely, unfortunately, going to be Aaron Jones because he's going to be the higher, the hotter commodity. Um, I would be happy if they kept Aaron Jones. Um, but, you know, one of those two is going to be gone. Taking an RB in this, taking Dylan allows for him to learn the system, get up to the speed without having the pressure of number one RB on a team uh, or being the number one RB and, and faltering there. So he can learn behind guys who know the system and then um, come in. He's a Derek Henry type runner. He's fast and he's big, um, which I think is going to transition, which is what the offense is transitioning into is more of a uh, Tennessee type offense where Rodgers can do work with the uh, play action and still command at the line when necessary, um, but not making him throw the ball 50 times a game. Um, Is there any particular seeing, reason you compared the big running back to Derrick Henry and not uh, Eddie Lacy by chance? Yes, because Eddie Lacy wasn't known for his speed coming out of college. That's true. Um, Dylan, or, Dylan is one of those guys that um, he has speed and strength. So um, I've seen him. I've seen some of his highlights. Haven't seen any of his lowlights because why would I look those up? Um, <laughs> but he is—he's just a physical runner. I mean, yeah, you could compare him to Eddie Lacy as well, but hopefully his uh, dietitian isn't the same guy. Um, and so, Kevin, um, Kelvin I just, Benjamin. I'm looking forward to watching him run in Lambo during the winter because I, I mean that's that's going to be fun to watch because bruising running backs in the cold are always fun. After the first two rounds of huh. They followed it up with a third round liver killer, aka what makes me drink at night. Jim Klein Saucer. Yeah, not much of a pass catcher, but more of a, you know, I could do this. Maybe not great, but I can do it type of guy. Um, kind of goes into what I was saying about them transitioning and moving that offense towards a run, run first, play action, Tennessee type style. Cause if he can get out there and block, um, he's going to do things that Jay Sternberger aren't necessarily, isn't necessarily going to do. Um, they drafted Jace last year. He's more of a speed white, uh, speed pass catching tight end. Um, fourth round didn't have a pick end of the, uh, but the fifth, they got that linebacker Kamal Martin out of Minnesota, um, injury risks. So I, apparently we're just going to trudge out their injury risk, um, internal linebacking core with, uh, Kirksey and Martin. Why didn't you guys um, have a fourth round pick? We traded it for Jordan Love. Oh, sorry. I forgot that part. Um, there was some people saying that um, Kamal Martin from Minnesota, if he wasn't hurt, he could be a, you know, he could have been a day two type guy, late second, early third. Um, I don't know how accurate that is, but I'm going to choose to believe it because it makes him look better than a fifth round draft pick. Um, hey. And then after that, you know, three offensive linemen, um, Runyon, is a good one. Um, hear good things about him. Jake Hansen is probably the most generic white guy name I've ever seen. Um, and then we got Simon Stepanik, kind of a good compliment to Jake Hansen for name wise. Other than that, yeah, Vernon Scott, Jonathan Garvin. Those are the other two draft picks we got in the seventh. Whether or not they make the team, good luck. Um, gotcha. Walters was lighting you up in the chat just a bit. He was like, run first, play action style. Sounds like Minnesota's game plan. In short, Josh was avoiding um, to say that the game, that Green Bay is mirroring how Minnesota wins football games. Oh, they win football games? What he said. All right. 
Well, um, so to, to, to each his own. To circle all the way back to my package-related thoughts real quick. So I wrote it down in my phone. I don't know why I just didn't put it in the sheet, but now I have to navigate to it. Um, so I just wrote, To all the people crying that Rodgers needs skill players, would all other things equal... Uh, would he have been better on the Vikings last year with Dalvin, Stefan, Thielen, Rudolph, uh, etc., but with a shite O-line? Or would he have been better where he was with Aaron Jones, Devonta Adams, and a stellar O-line that some people allege hold constantly, but don't get flagged that much for it. So what do you think, Josh? Do you think Rodgers would have had more success? Everything else equal, just transplanting essentially Rodgers to and from. Would he have been better on the Vikings last year or on the Packers last year? Um, I don't, I think that, I think the Packers probably, I don't think that it's, it would be tough. I think it would be close. Obviously we can't live out that, um, reality, not for the next four years. Cause that's when Jordan Love will take over as a third franchise quarterback in our role for green Bay. Yeah. And you guys will take, uh, take a shot at Rogers after he goes to the jets and shows his penis off. Ladies. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, it's tough to, tough to say. I mean, yes, skill position players are helpful, um, but they do. There's a lot of turnover. There's a lot of guys um, who, you know, you can pick up. We've got Devin Funches. Everybody's, you know, he's coming off of a injury. I, they just like, I think they go to the hospital and look at, look for football players, but right. um, he had a solid, solid year in um, Carolina before last season. Um got injured last season and he's only 25. So, you know, kicking the, t- kicking the tires on him. Um, we've got Lazard who stepped up last year, got rapport with Rogers. We got touchdown Jesus, Jake Camaro, and then Devonte Adams, who do you really need much more than him? So right, I think a- that they're going to be fine skill position wise. They're not going to, you know, it's not going to be like a Thielen Diggs type combo, one, two combo, but it's, how many teams out there have a you know a one-two combo like that not just a couple yeah i can think of a few so so it's like it's whatever um would it have been nice to get a what a top tier wide receiver probably um but at the same time um if they are going into that run first type offense why right yeah I, i guess my whole point was unless you have all your studs on rookie deals skill position players come at the expense of other things so the vikings have all these skill position players on offense and defense but a terrible o-line so i mean with the salary cap and the system that the nfl uses you're not gonna again unless everyone on your team's on a rookie contract and you somehow get that lucky through trades or whatever then you know your one position comes at the expense of others almost always so i think that was the point i was trying to make there yeah. Um, and then I gave the, the draft grade to the Packers of a Z+. Plus. Didn't want to go with the, just a normal Z because I think they did put in some effort for the future, but with Rodgers still having four years left on his deal, Jordan Love, if they pick up the fifth-year option, would be coming out of his rookie contract for his first uh, for his first year. So yellow swag, 420 blaze. Yeah, and I mean, if you think of, like, look at the... Um... I know it's not, this is what kind of turned me off to this argument. Um, just because Jordan Love was a first round. Yes, late, but traded up for. Um, so it's not exactly the same type of uh, situation, but the Patriots drafted Jimmy Garoppolo in the second round. Um, when Tom Brady, you know, obviously we know how that worked out. Jimmy G played what, three games for the Pats since then? Um, and now he's in San Fran. They traded a second round for him, but they had first round offers. So this is one of those things like if they can 
you know, groom Jordan Love for the next four years, get a first round or second round draft pick for him, and Rodgers is still throwing, even if he's still throwing like he is now when he's not in his prime, that's that you know that's something to be said. That that would be a win, I think. But, right. I mean, certainly, uh, if, if that's how it goes, good on the Packers. Great strategy. Having a good backup quarterback is important. We've seen that many times with the Packers, but who knows how it's going to go? I guess is the point. What you looking at, yeah. Josh? Odin came in here, and it sounded like he was uh, breaking, snapping necks, and cashing checks. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to move on then. And those were our real draft thoughts, and this is going to be a longer pod. Hopefully people uh, tuning in have already realized that, realized that. But the NFL schedule release, we won't spend too much time on this, but um, the NFL schedule did release. Um, the Vikings are playing a primetime game in Seattle for the third straight year. I don't know while Vikings fans like to think that's a rivalry that's developed, but I don't think we've beat Seattle since like 09 and haven't beat Seattle in Seattle since like 06 or something like that, so... Well, Vikings fans want to think it's a rivalry, um, they kick our ass every time. And then um, we play the Saints in Week 16. That is a real rivalry since about 2009, out of division, of course. But that's always been fun, I think. Um, we will see if we're able to beat them yet again or if they get the better hand. Who, who's to say for sure? But I don't know. That, that's developed into a fun little uh, side thing at the minimum for uh, for Vikings fans, I'd say. That's really only my Vikings-related thoughts. Nothing too crazy. Otherwise, how about you, Josh? you have any Vikings or Packers-related thoughts? I'm not too happy with the Packers schedule, but it's not like... I don't think I ever am. So, um, oh, nice background, nice screen. Like that? I'm scared uh, (laughs) because your eyes are, like, lit up. You look like a demon monster child. Um, But, yeah, no, I mean... I, I hate the early buy. Obviously, we start off against Vikings, Bears, that sort of thing. Um, it's interesting because we have... Um, I'm trying to pull it up here, but my computer's being silly willy. Um, we have like six home games, or no, um, six away games basically to start the season, it seems. And then we finish out with six home games in November and on. So it's going to be cold for green Bay. Hopefully none of the uh, players complain and hopefully we see, you know, some hard running. Maybe AJ Dillon will be up to speed running, running down the throat. That was gross. I mean, you guys are maxed on primetime though. You got the apparently teams going to go maximum of five primetime games on the schedule. You got all five. I think the Vikings only have two, three, if you count Christmas day. I guess we're the only Christmas Day game. Hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I guess I didn't notice that. I didn't necessarily pay attention to the times, but make, I mean, they're a 13 and 3 team coming off of a uh, NFC championship loss. So sure. it's not like, it's not like they're scrubs. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, you, you know, we'll, we'll be seeing the Packers a lot, I guess. Everyone will be seeing the Packers a lot, unless they get flexed out of it down the road. Oh, or flexed into it. You never know. That's true. You guys could have 10 primetime games by the end of the year. Well, ladies um the only other thing i wrote down because i wrote this down pre-schedule release because we made the notes um earlier in the week i said how much prime time did the tampa bay gronkineers get they got the max as well they got five prime time games as it stands now so so when when they go like two and six to start the season do they start losing those josh the tampa bay gronkineers will not start the season two and six you've got a 49 year old who thinks water helps with sun can't sun tans 
and you've got Gronk who can barely string together a full sentence without having you to don't need take a to break. speak full sentences to catch a football josh we've learned the dude that was 95 percent robot his final season and he took a year off dude yeah, he's, got- he's gonna be even better the tom bay gronkineers are not gonna start two and six but even more their last seven games are either in a dome or at home in uh tampa bay so these guys they're gonna have no harsh weather conditions down the road unless it's raining in tampa or something these guys are set up for a great back half of the season playing in domes or at home so these guys are- to tampa it can you know that weather can change on the drop of a dime it could be uh it can be nice, sunny, happy-go-lucky, and then just like Mexican food diarrhea, it hits you hard. So Mexican food diarrhea, huh? Yeah. But yeah, so that's, yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I just want football season, so let's go. Yeah, I'll do. All right, Josh, somehow we've, we're already 48 minutes in, but I think we've been talking about good stuff. But this section is going to be thick because, again, referring back to the very top of the show, the volunteers out there who are able to deliver us content did so well and so good. We won't be able to cover cover it all in one podcast. I told Josh this could easily be its own podcast. Since we aren't making it its own podcast, we're going to try and give everyone, um, we're going to try and do everyone justice by going through uh, good highlights of what they said, knowing we can't cover every word, every punctuation mark. So just one more time, thank you to the six uh, volunteers who were able to graft our dy- uh, graft grade our dynasty draft. And a special shout out to Jack for writing us a novel. I don't mean that sarcastically. It's super cool that even if people don't appreciate what your takes are, that you would take the time to make those takes. I greatly appreciate that. And uh, I don't really know how to reward you other than saying thank you, but uh, preach, dog. So. Preach. All right, Josh, you have the other documents pulled up, both Jack's and the, the other one? No, 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 no. Okay. no I'll no. give you a chance. Sorry. Yeah, I... Uh... <laughs> I may or may not have been trying to do something and accidentally um, erased all of my history and logins and everything on my computer. Jesus. Yeah, don't ask me how. Okay, well, um, this is the guy that's building their website. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Oh, God. Sorry, copy I, I, of Jack's notes. Did I, you... Google copy of Jack Notes is the one you want to open, and then 2020 Hidden Oaks is how the other one starts. I've put highlights in throughout, so you don't have to go through and find your own thoughts unless you want to. I've highlighted stuff to say. But, well, did um, you highlight my mine, too? Highlight yours? What do you mean? Well, I had a document set up where it was highlighted already. Oh, I, I did not see that. Where's that? In the drive? But where in it's the drive, right. Josh? I'll just go through with yours. I mean, you know, pull up your own if you want. Um, anyways, so notes about the grader. So I've talked about the six people who were generous enough to give us their time, uh, their time of day. Lucas Uli, again, still not sure, but it's definitely Lucas something. Um, a random guy from the internet in a different dynasty league that Josh and I are both in. He's in the old BSB league. Um, he's a Giants fan. His qualifications include coming in dead last place in the BSB League last year. Um, please ignore the fact that he took someone else's dumpster fire team that Josh and I have ripped since the beginning. That was the Tom Brady super old dynasty team <laughs> that Otto drafted from the beginning. Uh, his final record was 3-10. and 10. Um, His qualifications include that as well as saying, I've had like 10 drafts happen so I can give insight about what I've seen at least. So thank out, shout out to Lucas. Eric's Kesteris, the lovable Latvian liquorizer, had a nice little alliteration uh, nickname for you there. Commissioner of the BSB League, been a, cr- a top contributor to the Hidden Oaks Overdose since day one. He's a Steelers fan. 
Qualifications include saying, I'm so not ready for the rookie draft, face palm. Sure, I'll take a look then, and okay. So a totally uneducated review based on some 30-second highlight reels on YouTube. So Eric's, big shout out to you, max effort. Moving on to the Brian Knoop, sales, statistics, and gambling big knocker. Number one email contributor to the Hidden Oaks Overdose. He's the poor bastard who had to father the gangle. Oversaw the upbringing of all Hidden Oaks alum as a tribal father figure, a.k.a. Good Brian. Qualifications include a Bachelor of Arts degree in Communications and Political Science from Hamlin University, class of 1985. Ladies. He also said, Same I'm here. in, and K, you're the class of 1985. And he also said, I'll do some deciphering. Wilbur Schultz, well, well, well. The dude who How literally turntables. The turntables. The dude who literally just quit this league days before the draft. But look who came crawling back. I uh, love you, Willie. You probably won't listen to this, but I actually appreciate you. But I had to put some sarcasm in there. Um, co-host of the infamous and never heard Super Sport Bros podcast that him and Derek did, but was never put out there. Qualifications include being fluent in ASL. Once looked like a gnome or even an Amish man with his beard. <laughs> And had such a vast and has such a vast mental library of sports knowledge that it's honestly scary to witness sometimes. I know no one else can really appreciate this, but Josh and I have seen the first hand. The way him and uh, his brother Derek are able to just spit out sports facts about any sport is fucking weird, both professional and college. God. All right, Smith AU, another BSB League original, um, another random guy from the internet, basically, but slightly less random than the other than the first one. Um, These guys are a lot nicer than the other guys on the internet I meet. <laughs> Do you meet a lot of sketchy guys on the internet, Josh? You want to talk about it? No. You see their penises? No, that's disgusting. Um, and I, I wrote, I know that at least one uh, guy from the BS Le- BSB League is from Australia, and he has AU in his name after Smith, so I'll guess that's him, but who knows and who cares? Qualifications include actually winning a Dynasty League last year. Uh, the BSB League. So if you're going to pay attention to any grade, it should probably be his. Shout out to him. And then Jack Vickers. The poor bastard is most notably associated with the dumpster fire of a city known as Coon Rapids. Even <laughs> enough said. Sorry. He also co-hosted a failure of a podcast that lasted a full eight episodes. He deserves a make-a-wish thing at this point. Qualifications <laughs> include having to watch Tom Brady and Gronk leave for Tampa Bay as a, t- as a Pats fan and being okay at Madden on an annual basis. So those are your six draft graders. Keep that in mind. We won't go over every person's take for every team, but um, we will go over their grade at a minimum. Josh, are you yeah. ready? Do you want to you want to hit up uh, Hammerset, aka Jesse, first? Yeah, I I always get confused with this just because it's still Hammerset. Right. I always think, oh, it's Hammer. Right. Nope, it's Jesse. Um, yeah. Let's start with the guy who had the first overall pick. Didn't know how to work the computer. Got locked out of his account, apparently. He what? He got locked out of his account, apparently. I don't know if you remember that. He's like, I can't log yeah. in. Yeah. Send him a trade offer. Talk to him about it. He says, that's that's tempting. Doesn't say anything back about it. I had to delete it two days after the draft happened. <laughs> um, and he takes CH first overall. I mean, that's kind of expected with the landing spot. Um, Brandon Ook. Antonio Gibson, Chase Claypool, Harrison Bryant, his grade, B+, 3.17 GPA. Yeah. I don't know how much more you want me to read. No, I mean, I was um, just, I would, like I said, people, we, go, I mean, we go through all six grades at least, and then you can go over the highlighted notes, or that was my plan at least. Okay. Lucas Sully said A. 
Should have taken Rager before Ayuk. Um, no. Uh, Sequestrian said C plus. Would have tried to swap first picks for some more picks. Just, I mean, that's not a bad option. You know, that could have happened. Um, <laughs> Brian Knoop said A. Best pick was the first. Hard to go wrong there. Um, no reaches. Uh, Wilbert said B. CH is a solid first pick. Um, Smithow, B plus. Wow. Um, Jack Vickers, C plus. Sorry, I started reading non-highlighted things and I figured ah, I should follow the rules. No, I mean, uh, you Jack, can read whatever you want. I just tried to make it simpler. So, and then Jack said, didn't fix the big issue at QB, but did, did take the best available with the first two picks. Um, and then, so I have Jack's other highlight up as well. Um, Jack said, honestly, he feels like this team is a little shaky. Once you look at it, QB definitely looks okay for a redraft league. Um, but would have loved to see him move to get a QB. Rodgers and so Jesse has Rodgers and Wentz. Uh, Rodgers and Wentz are both solid, but each had history issues and are the two most talented or the two most talked about teams in the draft for shockingly picking QBs. Jack thinks that Jesse's team, um, in terms of where he would rank his player or his positions, are wide receiver, then tight end, then running back. There's some good mix of startable options versus youth in wide receiver with Lockett, Thielen, DJ Moore, and Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, tight end Jax thinks is solid, and you have a good chance at tight end one numbers all year if you play your matchups right. Finally, for running backs, as Jack went down the list, it sure looks like you went for the handcuff for every major option. So if Fournette, Carson, CMC, or Mixon go down, you'd be set, but uh, no real value in them otherwise. He says, I think you need to focus on improving this position fast if you want to be a threat the next couple years. Otherwise, you've got the youth, except at quarterback, to sit back and continue to rebuild over the next two to four. Um, on Only other notes Jack would be willing to say is looking at the rookie draft board, ouch, that both love and hurts went during your long wait to your till your fourth pick. So Jack is of the opinion that with Carson Wentz and Aaron Rodgers, Jesse should have taken either Hurts and or Jordan Love, but he did not. Yeah. All right, and then I'll start off with the next one, which is my team. Uh, so the gentle Golden Giants, a.k.a. Garrett and I, we had a GPA of 3.45, which is good enough for a B plus. Um, we took Cam Akers with the second pick, J.K. Dobbins with the fourth pick, um, Jalen Rager with the 12th pick, Keyshawn Vaughn with the 13th pick, Went to Cephas with the 22nd, Jordan Love with the 32nd, and Thaddeus Moss with the 42nd. Lucas gave me an A. Um, uh, just like this is going to be a common thing among all the graders, but he says, you think you should have gone Jonathan Taylor with one of my first two picks, but I did not. Um, Eric Kestris gave me a B plus, um, and he said, I had a nice stack of running backs, but he said, if the Love pick was despite all Green Bay fans in your league, then I give you a B plus. If not, then a B, but... It was a little bit to spite Josh and for the meme, so I gave myself the B+. Brian Knup gave me a B. Um, he says, Brady and Rivers are the only are only one bad block away from their careers being over, and Kyler Murray is terrible. First of all, Rivers has never missed a game. Second of all, Kyler was a better quarterback than the other two of them last year, so don't want to come at Brian, but he is wrong on both accounts there. Brady, sure, but... Willie gave me a B, Smithow gave me an A minus, and Jack also gave me an A minus. So that was me. And Josh looks like you're typing something. I don't know if you're ready to go over Jack's highlighted portion of the doc or not. Um for the gar. For the gar. Yeah, sorry. Um Oh, you're good. 
I'm in no rush to go anywhere. Uh, definitely likes your team. Thinks that Brady might be the Brady bias. Um, but seeing the QB list, don't have a glaring weakness um, at any position. But not saying it's dominant top tier, but definitely better than you thought. Um, or better than he thought for a team picking at two. Um, he said that your overall kind of um, positions QB, RB, wide receiver, Tennessee, tight end. <laughs> Tennessee? Uh, QB, I think, your stacks set for the future. Um, your running back core is decent, um, but I love what you did with the picks this year. Damian Williams, Philip Lindsay. Um, not sure why just those two words are highlighted. Well, I just try to combine it with the next highlight. Damian Williams, Philip oh. Lindsay, if they become. Yeah, if they become the 1A, then you know you could still have an RB2. Um, overall, not an exciting group for your wide receivers, um, but it'll get the job done this year and over the next 3-5. would say that this is the first priority to improve this year and beyond if you can get a stud um, when you feel like you can or when you feel like you're in win-now mode or otherwise a couple more young options. Tight end for a pretty volatile position. I actually like yours. You have a lot of depth. Don't you have like 40? Uh, I'm I've we Garrett to maybe to Garrett chagrin we have been kind of the tight end whisperer I've had a lot of tight ends on the team for sure okay um so you have depths chances at being something overall you can see this team making playoffs this year and being a threat for years to come with all the youth just depend on some of the rookies and younger guys um jump jumping out to be a top contender beautiful you want to hit up the creamy to start on the next one then yeah wait isn't it scrub lords nope What? Next is Kramir. He drafted third. We're just going in draft order. Oh, well, I on my screen, it is... You sure you didn't scroll oh, too far? I, I, I read the no, I read the team name, so it says Garlic, and, and I don't, I didn't read past that. No, sure, I got you. Yeah, he named his team Garlic's Tiny Johnson. Yep. What a so, guy. I saw. Yep. Um, welcome to the league. I love it already. Uh, GPA, 2.4, C-plus overall rating. His picks, Justin Jefferson... Joe Burrow, KG Hamler, um, Albert O, and then DJ Dallas. Yeah, I don't know how to say that name. Uh, Lucas Ellie said C, reached on Jefferson and Burrow in the first is a non-superflex, um, is not value at all. Um, Eric Kestris had B, um, liked what he saw in the 30-second hi- highlight reel from Jefferson. Um, Branking up B, best pick, Joe Burrow, no-brainer. Um, DJ Dallas was a reach, um, totaled 833 yards from scrimmage from his last year in college. This ranks him 137th among backs um, who are eligible to be drafted. Interesting. Um, and then cool name though. <laughs> uh, Willie gave you, gave him a B minus. Um, great first two picks. A little bit of homerism there. Um, <laughs> um, Smithhouse said D. Creamy must have been smoking some good-ish during this draft. <laughs> Jefferson at 1-3 was the biggest reach in the draft. Then he takes Burrow over Swift at 1-9 in a single QB league. To think he would have walked away with all this with Jonathan Taylor, Swift, and Herbert in third. Um, He's saying instead of doing what he did, he could have done that. Yeah, right. Nope, I know. Uh, Jack Vickers, B. Um, after the first round pick, picks were rough. Um Probably another homerism take on Justin Jefferson as one three. No, um, you definitely don't see the difference between the homers and the non-homers in their grades. Right. Other than right. Eric's. Um, but yeah, so overall C plus grade. All right. So going into Jack's deeper dive on the Kremier, a.k.a. Nikki C, a.k.a. Rookie on the Block. Holy hell, found all the running backs. This was the fourth team I was reviewing, and I kept wondering how everyone had such light QB depth on their squad. Apparently, that's because you took all of them. 
a little worried about the future in two to three years since RBs have a short shelf life, um, 26 plus and on, but we will get to that. Fournette, Derrick Henry, uh, Fournette and Derrick Henry are both easy top 10 options uh, this year. He also has Marlon Mack, Melvin Gordon, and The Juice, a.k.a. Darius Geis. Wide receivers look very solid to me with any of your top five or so options uh, being playable week to week and a ton of youth dart to throws in the rest of your or in the rest of your depth. Jack said the tight end position um, with Rudolph or he said speaking of your other needs tight end position Rudolph and Witten were both solid options in their day but I don't feel that either is really a startable choice now with being on run first teams and frankly just having better options behind them with their age I think Witten is what a Raider now I want to say Jason Witten's a Raider I think anyways uh, Jack says long story short I think this position is going to cause you a lot of stress for who to start and ultimately end up getting you seven points instead of five if you guess right i'd look to make a trade here with a couple pieces not only for some not for something huge but at least a top 10 to 12 option so you don't have to worry about who to start um jack or yeah jack family says i don't hate your qb room by any means feels like it's probably middle of the pack and safe but just that all four are in the same ballpark without a ton of upside Depending on one of your four surprising a lot of people this year, I'd have to guess Baker or Burrow, you could be looking at a top squad. But if things shake out poorly for you this year, you could be looking at a short window and um, and so seem like a win now kind of seem like you're in a win now kind of mode, especially with you not really doing much with your rookie draft beyond the first round. So I think his QBs are like Bridgewater, Burrow, Baker, and some other guy similar to that so that was the finale of Crimeer. i will start by grading the scrub lords aka swanee his gpa overall was a 2.56 which is good enough for a b minus uh, he did not have a first round pick so with his first pick in the second round at pick 14 he took zach moss running back buffalo at 19 he took aj Dillon running back green bay 34 was Antonio Gande-Golden, who was a wide receiver, but I don't know why I didn't write what team. And then at 44, he drafted Bryson Hopkins, which is a tight end for the Rams. Uh, Lucas gave him a B plus. Eric's gave him a C, just saying he doesn't know much about him. Brian gave him a C as well, said his best pick was Zach Moss. Um, he also said, um, with only four picks and one throwaway, Swanee really needed to hit big on all of them and failed to do so. So Brian was not a fan of your draft. Willie Schultz gave him a B plus. I think Willie was pretty positive in most of his gradings. He said he loved the Zach Moss pick. Smithow gave him a C. He said Swanee must have regretted trading his 1.04 because it seems he needs running backs considering he makes minor reaches for Moss and Dylan. Unfortunately, these guys won't be taking anyone to a championship. And then Jack's gave, Jack's, Jack Vickers gave you a B minus. Swanee. Now, let's also just point out that uh, this is the same guy that traded me Joe Mixon, Stefan Diggs, and I don't even remember the third um, for Antonio Brown and Lamar Miller. So that's that guy. That's why he drafted the way he did. Want to read his Jack's deeper dive? I don't know how to read. 
that seems like an issue. We should probably address that. Um, so Jack says that he feels like your quarterback or feels like Sweeney's quarterback, RB and wide receiver, are all pretty similar. Not amazing. Definitely not in the top half, um, but definitely in the top half. Sorry. Uh, so to do that in all three key positions while others, Oh, what the, um, so to do that in all three key positions while others have a big weakness that one of them is huge. Um, starting a QB, I'm a huge Dick Dak fan. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. Um, overall, he thinks that you've got a pretty safe couple of starters for the, um, with potential for one or three more in running backs. Um, in the next year or two, it feels pretty set here. Wide receivers feels about the same, um, that there's no clear cut number one, but about five guys who could be putting up wide receiver one numbers on any given week, um, and safely hitting wide receiver two the rest of the time. Um, that position also seems safe for the next handful of years, good enough to keep get the job done with a safe floor. You'll be competitive week to week, just might not have the game-winning performance from either position you would hope. Rounding out the tight ends, Hawkinson, and that's all Jack had to say. That's it. Uh, moving on to Nate. He said after um, Hawkinson, there's a giant cliff behind that. Well, yeah, there's nothing to talk about. There you go. There is nothing after Hawkinson. Gotcha. Um, team owner, Nate, with a GPA of 2.56, um, which is good enough for a B-. minus. He had Jerry Judy, nice pick in Denver. Then Denzel Mims um, at pick 15. Brian Edwards, um, Anthony McFarland, uh, Seth McFarland's little brother, uh, <laughs> Darrington Evans, and then Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um Lucas Sully, A++. He thinks Nate killed the draft. Uh, Judy's a beast. Mims is probably number one. Um, and so just got good value. Um, sequestrian, D. I've seen more than 30 seconds from Judy, and he doesn't like his running style. The legs won't last long. Also, too many drafted wide receivers. Um, Brian, B. Um, best pick was Denzel Mims. Judy would have been easy pick here, but um, likes the pick of Mims where he is. Um, peep, reach Donovan Peoples-Jones. Not sure how a fifth rounder is a reach or 45th overall is a reach, but I, I guess I get it. Um, what do you get when you have a wide receiver who's made 34 catches his last year in college and add him to the third worst run organization in sports? You get a wasted pick in the draft. Um, <laughs> Brian just lighting them up. Pretty- yeah, pretty fair there. Um, Willie Schultz, C. Uh, Judy Mims, very solid picks. Smithow, B+. Plus. Um, Nate Eman has Jonathan Taylor Thomas fall into his lap at 1-5 and passes. Doesn't even choose Lamb. Um, finds great value with each of his other picks. Um, with Edwards and McFarland in the third with ph- phenomenal value. Sorry, Odin's trying to get underneath my desk and hang out. Um, <laughs> um jack vickers c minus uh four of the five picks went in the position you're strongest at good value at wide receiver but doesn't understand your team a ton and would like to have an rb in the top three picks um and a tight end and a first round tight end and third pick (laughs) well uh, just to clarify you said good value at wide receiver but doesn't improve your team a ton um would like an rb in the top three picks and first round um tight end at third pick Ah. i think is what he's going for Okay, and um, then Jack also went on to say, um, by far the most stacked wide receiver team I've seen so far. Doesn't know how you got with that kind of depth with wide receiver elite one at any other, or yeah, with elite wide receiver one options at that position, but only assume looking at your team, it was the cost of any depth in the rest of the roster. 
RBs is insanely top heavy, um, which is why he's shocked he didn't focus here in the draft. Kenyon Drake and Chris Carson as your one two is a solid, um, solid elite half punch. Um, but beyond that, I don't see much hope. Yes, I know one two punch. Um, you need some help here in the running back position and fast. If you want to sustain the position, um, wide receivers is insane. Not sure what more to say here. I generally don't know who I'd start each week. Um, maybe you could use one of them to trade bait and, or trade away a veteran option if they work out in order to get some help elsewhere. Tight ends, not going to lie. I don't love it. Hoping Irv Smith breaks out this year, but, or as soon as Rudolph retires, but he's still on a run for his team and it's tough to find top 10 value here anytime soon. feel like this team is an immediate threat and contender for this year, but is one injury away at running back and quarterback from missing the playoffs. Also very loaded at one position at the expense of all others. There you go. All right. So I will take on Prasky, um, a.k.a. the three-headed dragon. He had a GPA of 3.33 from the sixth grade, which is good enough for a B-plus overall. At pick six, he took C.D. Lamb, wide receiver Dallas at 16. He took T. T. Higgins, wide receiver Cincinnati. 26 was Joshua Kelly, running back the Chargers. Um, 36 was Jalen Hurts, quarterback Philly. And 46, he took the homer. Tyler Johnson, who is now a wideout for the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Bucks. Lucas gave him a B. Eric's gave him a B plus. Brian gave him a B. Willie gave him an A. He said he loves the trio of wide receivers in Lamb, Higgins, and Tyler Johnson. I think Al will produce good numbers as rookies. I think the Hertz pick could be good. Could be a good one in a couple of years, depending how Philly utilizes him. Smithow gave him a B plus. Presky unfortunately also appears to pass on Jonathan Taylor, but at least he nabs the best wide receiver in the class. Solid value through the rest of the draft, and Jack gave him a B plus. Uh, moving on to Jack's deeper notes about the Prasky, aka the League Ted. How are you picking sixth? This team is way too good on paper to have not made it to the championship game. Honestly, if you don't win at least one title the next two to three years, you're doing something wrong and should be ashamed. Let it be known that Prasky had just won the year prior, um, and he broke the streak of the championship team not making it to the playoffs the next year. So he came in looking hot, just probably had an unlucky first playoff round that put him down. Um, But just let that be noted. Anyways, Jack goes on to say, I was going to say your wide receiver core is middle of the road, but honestly, you're not going to ever start a third wide receiver over one of those three RBs. Um, Anyway, so who cares? Um, And all you really need is two options, and you've got that with Tyreek and maybe T.Y. Hilton for now. Um, To Jack's point, we actually do start three wide receivers, so that's notes a little off, but Jack, I don't think, knows exactly what our roster is. Um, Also, C.D. Higgins and Tyler Johnson as rookies seems likely that at least one of them will hit setting up your wide receivers to be solid for several years. Tight end is also scary with Kelsey as of now. Shocker here, but he's not a fan of your quarterbacks. By the looks of it, if you had a good stra- by the looks of it, you had a good strategy with this position and just got screwed over the last couple years. Jameis <laughs> Jameis fired and backing up Drew, Dalton replaced by number one pick, Brissett replacing, replaced by Britt Rivers, and Luck retiring. Honestly, if Luck was still playing, could you imagine the squad with him at quarterback? Overall, this is your biggest weakness, so if you can find a way to package some of them with maybe Ingram or wide receiver depth, you could be elite at all positions. That was the Prasky. K 
Kevin Brown, GPA 3.67 A minus. He's the one that got Jonathan Taylor. So I'm sure that there's going to be one draft grade that says finally. Uh, then he took Tua, um, Lynn Bowden, Devin DeVernay, Van Jefferson. And let it be known, he auto drafted Jonathan Taylor. He did. This man was golfing so, and apparently didn't know how to use the app that he's used, he used all last year. Yep. So when you get when when I read these compliments, just know. It's also worth noting. Auto. Yes, we already did Nate, and he auto drafted as well. Kind of. Oh yeah. Kind of. Uh, Lucas Sully, A. Kevin took Jonathan Taylor at one seven, which already gave him a B plus in his book. Um, Tua at two seven when Burrow went one nine seems pretty valuable, but. One nine for Burrow is already looked at as a reach. Kestris A must be nice getting Taylor at one seven. Two will probably be good for fantasy as well. Uh, Brian Knup B minus. Best pick was Deverney. Could be a this could be Sod. Deal of draft, I think is what he's trying to say. Ah, uh, yep. No, thank you. Um, Jonathan Taylor was a reach. <laughs> yeah, there was a reason he lasted so long in the NFL draft. Bowling balls from Wisconsin perform at a mediocre level at best in the pros. Um, Wilbert Schultz, A minus, Jonathan Taylor, Tua, Devin Verney, and Van Jefferson could all produce as rookies, especially Taylor and Tua. Bowden is the biggest wild card, but if used correctly, it could be a dangerous weapon. Smithow A, Kevin had his prayers answered as he selects Jonathan Taylor with the best value of the draft. Um, and then good value. Jack Vickers, A minus. Um, I just want to note that everyone here loved Jonathan Taylor except for Brian, who hated Jonathan Taylor. Just, right, yeah. Just interesting. No, I noticed that. Um, Jack's deep dive, if my interwebs would load, for Kevin Brown is that the team feels about the same at every position. No real weakness, but no real... Why do I only get to read the ones that Jack says that? I don't know. All three so far have been no strength, no real weakness. I feel like he just copied and pasted the intro to everybody's. Possible. Um, Really like what you did in the draft. First two picks taking Taylor and Tua. Focus on some weaknesses. Not sure how this team has what it takes, or if it has what it takes to be competitive. So feel like building time, um, or it is building time. We'll be lucky to make the playoffs. QB wise, like the number of options, especially if Cam ends up as a starter again. Josh Jacobs is a solid RB one. So you're set there. You could get a lot of work. Um, I think that you just need to find more depth at running back. Trade for a couple options if you want to keep this position consistent. Wide receivers is the same deal. Boring but solid. That's all he had to say there. Titans, a toss-up. I like what you did pairing Smith and Walker to make sure you got a starter out of the Titans backfield. Um, <clears throat> but if it's anything like last year with the tight end position, will be a disappointment. All right, so Josh, you're technically next. Do you want to do your own or do you want me to do yours? Because I did my own. Or at least the first half of it. Um, I don't care. All right, I'll well, do mine. Okay. Team, I heard Mixon hit a girly. Owner, me. GPA, 2.61, B minus. I'm already getting calls from the Packers, by the way. Are you? Are you um, going to take over Goot to Goot's job? Yep. Uh, picks, I had number eight, Henry Ruggs. 18, LaVisca Chenault. 28, I Devin, Devin Athiathi. 38, Eno Benjamin. 48, Raymond Calais. Lucas Ali said C plus. Ruggs is nice. Not sure about his fantasy relevance. Same for Chenault. Asiani before commit when New England took another tight end immediately after is mind blowing. Remember Hurst and Andrews? Yeah, I do. I remember Andrews. Um, Eric Kestris, B, 30 second highlight reel. <laughs> That's his go to line. Yeah. Uh, said Rugs and LaVisca will be good. Also, don't want to give a C plus to a guy who has carry on because I've suffered enough. Appreciate it. Um, Brian D, best pick, Eno Benjamin. 
Um, reach Devin Asiasi or third tight end. This was a third round pick classic case of overthinking and assuming plopping him in a new England offense minus the goat will work out. This is a guy who caught 52 passes in three years in college. <laughs> Rugs will be a bust. Um, I love pick, Brian. I've picked wide receivers who don't have a history of catching many balls. Wilbert Schultz, B plus, got instant impact rookies and rugs. Schultz and Asi Asi. <laughs> Love the consistency. Uh, am I right? Right. Uh, Smithow, B minus. Should have traded out the first. Nobody wanted to trade. Um, what do you mean? I Swift. wanted to trade with you. I wanted digs. Yeah, but not out of the. Not to get me out of the first. Oh, sorry. You're right. You're right. Jack Vickers, B plus. Maybe could have used some running back help a tad more. Um, had more than wide receiver which i did with the first two picks either way got decent wide receiver depth um loved the first tight end off the board <laughs> uh might have Let picked known different Jack's, wide receiver jack is a pass right. fan right um jack's breakdown oh you gotta read all of this another <laughs> very seven wise solid team i feel like i should probably have this one in my head as my number two so, so far only behind prasky Scary options everywhere, but more impressive is the depth. There's no real fall off at any position after the obvious couple of players, a couple top players. Josh has done a, Josh has done well setting his team up to win this year, but also be good for years to come. Guessing no five and eight club for this league. Nope. TB wise, sure he was pissed about DeAndre leaving, but feel Breeze is a clear option for the next one to two years. Then Watson uh, for five plus with Gardner Minshew is a solid feeling here and there. Plus, who knows what Bilicek turns um stidham into who's in my roster as well either way um position you probably don't have to work on um yeah position you don't have to touch for a while which is nice rb's solid the only reason it's not better are some injury concerns not sure how girly's knee is um honestly the chances of at least four of these six rb's um being rb2 or better is so high that i think your toughest part will be guessing wrong on who goes off each week Wide receivers, shocker. Never would have guessed Josh would have both Aaron Jones and Devonte Adams. Um, love the shot with Josh Gordon, too. That's right. Think how good he'll be now that the NFL allows a read. Tight end, love, love, love. Definitely the most depth at tight end so far. Uh, see you in the playoffs, if not the championship for the next few years. Trust me, I've been saying that for the last few years. You've been saying that, but where have you been? The playoffs, but not the championship. There you go. I've got third place, I think, three years. That's not bad for a white guy. All right, uh, I'll do the last two since you did two in a row. We have Carid, a.k.a. Derek, a.k.a. D-Money. He got a GPA of just 2.0, which is good enough for a C. Um, his picks were, he didn't have a first or second round pick, so his first, per, his first pick was 24. He takes Justin Herbert, quarterback for the Chargers. At 39, he took Cole Clement. Tight end for Chicago, uh, so one of the 10. And then at 49, he took Joe Reed, who apparently is a wide receiver for the Chargers. Lucas only refused to give him a grade with only two picks. I guess Lucas isn't a good reader because Derek had three picks, but uh, he did not give him a grade. Eric's also did not give him a grade, saying that three picks isn't enough to earn a grade. Uh, Brian <laughs> Canup gave him a C. He thought his best pick was Justin Herbert, and he did not reach for anybody. Um, so he gave him a C, and he said that with uh, no first two-round picks, it's hard to give him much higher. Willie, his brother, gave him a C. Um, hard with only three picks, but Herbert could be a good one down the road. Um, K-Met, uh, is that how we say his name? Komet? 
I don't know. Could be a good one, but the Bears have 10 tight ends, so competition could be tough. Smith Al gave him a B, um, saying Care doesn't have many picks, but he maximizes their value. Starting QB in the third and arguably the top tight end in the class, a full round after two others go off the board. Finally, Jack gave him a D tr- for trading away his top three picks. Um, yeah, so that, that was that. Jack's deeper dive on the Derek. It looks like you have top heavy talent at all positions. QB-wise, definitely solid. You've got two top 10 options in Ryan and Wilson. For running backs, it seems decent, but not necessarily elite. I think you will be picking between Howard, Connor, and Coleman most weeks, where any should be able to get you at least 10 points, but none are going to win the week for you. Same thing here at wide receiver. A clear-cut number one you can start and forget, and then a lot of decent options behind him. I think you're going to be competitive every week, but you're going to have weeks where you guess wrong at all three positions and end up with more points on your bench than starters, so that will get frustrating. Tight ends are a very solid group, but with Ertz, Gronk, and Ebron all getting older, I think you're looking at losing all three of them around the same time with only K-Met possibly left if he works out. You will have solid starters for a few years, but will need to make some contingency plans ASAP if K-Met doesn't prove to be a top 12 option. Overall, I feel like I see this team fighting for a playoff spot to be in the top half, but one that could win any given week due to decent depth. Just kind of stuck between the win now and rebuild mode with not a ton of excitement. All right, and so finally, we have the reigning defending league chump also known as Ty La, or T. For his draft, he got a GPA of 2.5, which is a B-. Um, his picks were DeAndre Swift Whoa. at 10. What? Did you think I forgot how to read? Well, I mean, I said I was going to do two in a row, because you did two in a row, but if you want to go for Ty Law, oh, go for it. Go on. I guess I wasn't listening. So. Uh, no, Sorry. It's, it's all good. Uh, so you don't want to do it? Because I don't care. Nope. nope. Okay. Nope, you go. <laughs> All right, so number 10, he took DeAndre Swift, the running back for Detroit. At 20, he took Michael Pittman, wide receiver for Indy. At 30, he took Adam Troutman, the tight end for New Orleans. At 40, he took Ben DiNucci, a quarterback for Dallas. And then at 50, he took Jonathan Ward, a running back for Arizona. Lucas gave him a B. He said Swift at 110, is, uh, which means uh, round one pick 10, is just value to me. He also likes Pittman there at pick 20. Eric's gave him a C plus. Brian Knupp gave him a D, uh, liking Michael Pittman most. But then he says, reach Ben DiNucci. We'll be lucky if he, <laughs> excuse me, we'll be lucky if he ever even gets to hold a clipboard as a backup. D, wasted first round pick on a lion and third and fourth rounders were throwaways. So Brian coming in hot. Wolbert Schultz, B minus. Um, Smith AU, uh, A. It looks like Josh might have highlighted this, so I'll read it. Somehow, or no, I think I highlighted it just in a different color. I don't know. Somehow the league lets the champ Ty Law select Swift at 110 and Pittman at 210. I don't, I don't know why Ty Law wants to roster Danucci in a 1QB <laughs> league when he could have snagged an upside wide receiver there, but they are all long shots, so it's a minor knock on an otherwise solid draft. And finally, Jack Vickers gave his draft a C. So moving on to Jack's deeper dive on the Thai Law. This has been a long segment, but if any of the Dynasty people listen to it, hopefully they'll appreciate it. Thai Law. It won't. Overall, this team looks like a solid team um, with that, 
this looks like a solid team, at least with starters, but not a lot of depth. Obviously, with Mahomes right out of the bat, you win the QB position and are set here for life. But I like that you have a veteran option with Big Ben as well as one of your youth options and Daniel Jones just in case. Feels like this position is pretty set for years to come and you shouldn't have to worry much. Running backs seem solid at first, but there's a lot of running backs on the squad without a lot of substance. None of your top options feel like a sure thing going forward, though, which is what makes me nervous. Wide receivers, on the other hand, are insane. Between Godwin and Julio, that's two potential top five receivers right there. With Juju, another potential top ten if he bounces back with Big Ben, which Jack thinks he will. I would roll out three of your four receivers for as long as they are relevant to take up the flex position and help offset the question marks at running back. Similar situation here at tight end, with rough secondary options but depth being irrelevant when you have a top two option like Kittle. Overall, I feel like your elite options are enough to carry you to at least a top four finish this year and possibly several years since you have elite wide receivers, QB, and tight end are all young. But if things go wrong, you're going to have a tough time replacing some options and running backs could go either way at this point. All right, that was long. Josh, you have any other thoughts about the dynasty draft? No. <laughs> okay. So, Josh, then let's talk about the show for next fall. We're actually not doing as bad on time as I thought we might be, so I'm not overly displeased. I don't know if you are. but um, So did you get a chance to read this prior or no? I did. Okay. I like it. All right, so I'll just kind of read through the outline, and Josh, feel free to interrupt or interject, but I'll just kind of read the notes I put down. Um, so I wrote down the first few fall shows will be kind of like this show going on right now, more homer-based, and then hit our stride with the season. So in the fall, we usually do a – we kind of break down – we did last year we did like a minute just breaking down each team for fun because we do end up predicting all 256 regular season games. So I'm sure we'll do one of those. I'm sure we'll do one reviewing the Hidden Oaks Redraft League draft, and we usually find – I don't know. We do another fantasy one as well. So we have a couple of preseason ones that are similar to this one. Um, I'm saying we should take the hot take segment, the locks and upset segment, and the studs and duds segment and put them in the vault. Not saying we'll never use them again, but why not? Um, if we do them every year, they might get stale. So if we kind of switch back and forth, they will all seem fresher and more fun for the fans. So I'm saying we take a year off on those three. Um, we added the Walters comedy bit today. I think that will lead off our show after the intro. So we're going to keep the Fantasy Zone for brief news and current events and fan interaction. So that's basically going to be Brian's segment if he emails us every week. Um, get rid of Homer results, watchable moments, the next week preview, and the tingles and jingles. And we're going to replace this with the two-minute drill, a.k.a. Josh and Garb will get one minute each to talk about whatever they want from the week before and one minute each to talk about whatever they want for the next week. So a total of four-minute segments, but two weeks for the week before, two weeks for the week after, that will be the two-minute drill. We're going to keep fantasy fun time for now, and we are adding a daily fantasy league bit slash segment. So we did studs and duds and locks and upsets last year. This year we think we're going to start up our own private uh, daily fantasy league, and so that's where we will talk about that. I think either Walters and or Josh are going to commission that, because I still haven't looked up into it much, but we'll get that going for sure, whoever does it. Um, we're going to still cover the redraft league. Um, in the first couple of weeks, we learned last year that there's usually not much to talk about when we're just getting going, so we'll cover the highlights, maybe the top performers and the biggest blowouts, and maybe preview some exciting matchups. Um, we're going to add the Fave 5 bit, 
after the Hidden Oaks um, redraft highlights. So we're going to end the show with something non-football related. This will be just Josh and I coming up with Fave 5 list, and we'll um, ask the fans to contribute theirs as well. So like I said, it doesn't have to be football related. We could, of course, say our top five quarterbacks, our top five um, teams, whatever. But we could also do things like our top five breakfast cereals, our top five restaurants, things like that. So we'll just do a fun little top five list every week. Um, so just to be clear, the new proposed outline is going to be the intro, Walter's comedy bit, the fan tasty zone, the two minute drill, our fantasy fun time, the redraft league highlights, the fave five, and the outro. So that sounds good, Josh. Any other thoughts or? Nope. We can, uh, if we need, if I do have other thoughts, so I will let you know. Yeah, we do have plenty of time. We're obviously, this is not set in stone. So fans out there, if you've listened to the podcast this long for some reason, if you want to let us know, maybe there will be a big uproar about getting rid of studs and duds or locks and upsets for a year. So if there's high fan demand, we'll t- take it back. But otherwise, I think it's going to be best to at least take a, take a year off and then maybe we can do back and forth. Like this year, we'll do the Daily Fantasy and the next year, we'll go back to studs and duds and locks and upsets or something like that. But just keep it fresh so we're not doing the same thing every time. So... Fans, if you have any ideas for the show, let us know. Otherwise, I mean, that's pretty much the podcast, Josh. How do you think we did today? Long. I mean, it's only been an hour and a half. It's definitely not our longest pod. No, that's true. No, we did good. I thought I thought there was some good interaction. It started off a little bit dry. Um, well, Walter's comedy bit dry. What do you mean? That was the top of the show. I know. I'm, I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, it's a show. It is a show, and for some reason, a poor few saps and suckers choose to listen to it. Um, I will say, since we're in the outro now, I will say one last thank you to uh, Lucas, to... Fuck, I'm going to forget the order. To Lucas, to Eric's Kesteris, to Brian Cadup, to Willard Schultz, to Smith Ow, and to Jack Vickers. Thank you so much for contributing. We appreciate you. Um, hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com facebook.com slash hoodpod anchor.fm slash hoodpod and now well maybe by the time you listen to it or maybe by the fall hiddenoaksoverdose.com Josh's little pet project he's working on in quarantine if things open up and he can golf a lot more who knows but for now hiddenoaksoverdose.com feel free to check back periodically and see what we do with that love you long time and bye bye Oh, the song's just not going to play, huh? That's nuts. There we go. All right, Gar. I'm dip-setting. I got to get snacks. Snacks are the most important. Thanks, dog. See you later. Bye. What if I end the meeting? Is it going to ruin everything? No, you're good. How do you like that?